Welcome everybody to episode 5 of Alcoholics Unanimous. I am Josh, I'm an alcoholic. Thank you all for joining me once again for the 5th episode. Can you believe it? You can you can still count that all on one hand, just like the other amount of episodes you could do. Um, so next episode you won't be able to do that. You'll have six fingers you'll need to use. Um, if you have them, if you have those six fingers to use, I could I could use them. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for coming in again here. Um, last week was kind of a little bit of a tough episode. I didn't really know where I was going with anything or what I was talking about. I really kind of was blanking. Took me like three, four attempts. That was actually, I think, the fourth attempt at um, actually recording the episode. And so, yeah, that's what I came up with. I mean, it's good. It I actually listened to that one. There's some stuff in there that's pretty pretty good, but I definitely felt like I didn't have much to talk about um, last week. So this week, a little different. I think um, I think I have a couple of topics I wanted to discuss, um, especially kind of considering um, crazy crazy times right now and the level of anxiety and angst there is, um, you know, going on. Um, I just kind of it's a little brings up some feelings that I that I used to be pretty familiar with. Um, you know, before getting sober, I was always always so anxious, always so on edge, um, really like, I don't know, just I had this feeling that time was always against me or um, not on my side. I always felt like I was racing something or trying to outdo some, some set expectation of, I always felt like time was running out. Um, for the longest time, I don't I don't know where this came from, but it was definitely a defining um, a defining attributor to how I acted and um, how I perceived kind of reality and things were um, always like things were always felt like time was just ticking down. Um, that's really the only way I can describe it, and. Um, Yeah, that led, um, you know, when my addiction really kicked in, that that definitely fed into it. Um, that kind of thinking of wanting to stretch out the time that I did have, because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, how I'm going to feel, how uh, if I if I'll be able to get as, you know, feel as if I'm going to feel stuff tomorrow, if I'm going to be numb tomorrow, you know, there's just too much to worry about. So I would try to stretch out the time I had. You know, staying up late, um, numbing myself for the time I was staying up late, um, and just very, you know, un, very unhealthy. Um, which now I still s- sometimes stay up late, but it's to create in as opposed to destroy, which is what I was doing um, there. But yeah, I always had this um, weird. Weird, like time crunch that I was always feeling was, you know, coming down on me. Um, 
when I definitely have come to a place where that doesn't happen anymore. Um, I, I can definitely, um, control that feeling. I don't have the stress of, um, time ending because one, I actually enjoy, um, myself and enjoy being me these days. So I don't have a problem of, uh, giving myself some hours to, to recharge so I can be me again tomorrow because I'm pretty fucking awesome. And it's fun. I like being me. And so I go to sleep. And I'm okay with that now. Before, I, I, it wasn't something I could do. It wasn't, I, the thought of sleep was just like, oh, I just got just to do another day of this. Like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I just hated it. It just, I, I just hated being in my skin. That feeling was so terrible. Um, yeah, that just was, I always felt like time was impending doom that was ticking away from me and it was very, um, I don't know, but, um, I was talking to actually my dad, uh, it's Father's Day, um, today, so shout out to the, all the fathers out there, um, but yeah, I was talking to my dad today and that actually came up and, um, he said, yeah, well, maybe it's something to deal with your uh, your past as like a, his, uh, I'm sorry, an, uh, an athlete um, and that kind of thing because it was always, you know, you got to grind, 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 grind. You got to grind harder. There's always something more you could be doing. Um, there is always, if your free time was basically wasted time, um, which that just kind of got ingrained into my, my psyche, I think, as... Um, over time, it just kind of, you know, if you're living that lifestyle, you're just trying to get better, um, trying to make yourself that person who, who is the obvious choice to get, you know, that, that, um, to get looked at by these schools and stuff like that. So I was on that path. Like I had that ingrained into my head from, from pretty early, pretty early age. Um, I played heavy baseball throughout most of my childhood. Um, I mean, I played like little league and stuff and then right around, age eight when I started getting into like travel ball teams and year-round play and and things like that so I was always like trying to better myself and I don't know if it it wasn't taught or if I just never picked up on it but I didn't get grasped the concept of of looking at your current position and really kind of looking back and seeing the progress that you've made Um, I've kind of begun to to realize like there's a lot of things in life that are happening um in that that their processes going on systems like uh, for example i was talking to um, a very good friend of mine about stocks um, which i really am no um I, I don't know anything about stocks really it's just it's gambling i know that <laughs> but uh, that's why i stay away from it i don't like gambling but um I don't know that much about it, and um, when I try to learn about the stock market, it, it's so many moving parts. Just taking it as it is, it's 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 too much. So I have to backtrack and like learn about the history and, and go back and look at where it came from, and then I can understand it. Um, and so, you know, that's my goal now. Is I'm like, interested in that because I kind of grasped onto some things. I'm like, oh, okay, let me let me look into that. I've can you know, I've never done it 
soberly looked into stocks or anything like that. So there's a new area for me to kind of explore. Um, but yeah, that, that mentality I think is healthy for, um, it's healthy for your, um, everyday kind of life to look back at your progress and see how far you've come and, you know, trying to look back at why you feel a certain way. Um, you're not going to understand why that feeling is unless you trace back the history and look to where that feeling came from and, you know, study that, analyze that, um, and just kind of, you know, move that to the, to the, to the hard drive, um, get that off the processor into the hard drive. Um, yeah, a lot of, I use a lot of uh, computer metaphors for our brain, which kind of is, so, you know, bear with me. If you don't like it, I get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this whole, um, concept of like time running down, I think it just kind of paralyzed me along the way, um, for a lot of things, especially in, in fear. Like I didn't want to, I ended up not doing things out of, out of fear that I'd be wasting my time doing that one thing and failing at it when I should have been doing something else that I could have succeeded at. Like my mind was just twisted all, all the way. Like I didn't, it was, it was like a grass was always greener. I never, no, what I was doing was never what I should have been doing. It was all just so, it was like really I just identity crisis, I guess. Um, I didn't know what I was, you know, really striving for. Um, and of course now that's changed. I have a crazy direction. I feel grown up. I feel much more matured. And this is just over a course of 10 months, like, I, I I really feel like I've just woken up 10 months ago and and just am getting to experience um, life kind of for the first time um, in general, um, not only just in like a sober way, but also in a kind of metaphysical way. Like I, I, I don't think I, I, I've never had this perspective before going down my rabbit hole and coming out sober. I don't know if I would have got this perspective if I didn't. But, um, I forget where I was going with that. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, this, I don't know what really changed um, specifically. I, I mean, I guess I cleaned up, um, got the poisonous chemicals out of my brain, like actually detoxed and got clean. Um, and then, yeah, once my, my brain and my body was free of the input of those chemicals, I, uh, that's when the sobriety begins and, um, the recovery starts happening at that point. And, um, and so I think at that time you're able to, if, if things happen for you the right way, you're able to kind of rework those neurological pathways and make things a little bit, um, a little bit more, a little bit easier for you to break down process and put things into order. Um, because you didn't, you know, you didn't have that before. Um, you didn't have a way of processing in that. And that's really all you're, you know, kind of doing when you first, that's what I did. I mean, at least in my experience, when you, when I got there, it was just really rebuilding the way my brain worked. That it was just rewiring all those fucking plugs that got plugged in in weird places. I don't know why, you know, the the imagination was plugged into just 
darkness section of my brain only. Um, and that imagination was plugged into, I was bypassing my reality filter and was plugged into my straight hypothalamus. And so like, I just felt like, you know, I was just so detached. Yeah, it was just stupid. I just said buzzwords, but, um, yeah, just my, my brain was literally like just not functioning properly. It had bad software, um, really bad software. And a couple of a couple of bad hardware pieces, but those ones uh, aren't so aren't so bad. We can compensate those and give them a little boost, you know. Mental health—that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Be sane. Take care of your brain, right? Uh, that should have been the the new reefer madness thing. Don't be insane. Take care of your brain. Don't be a fool. Stay in school. Don't be insane. Take care of your brain. Say it with me. Ready? Don't be insane. Take care of your brain. Don't be insane. Take care of your brain. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Go, shouty. It's your birthday. Okay. Uh, I hope you danced to that. Because I was dancing. And just know that, that we had that. And speaking of time, that's a crazy thing. Like, I'm a ghost trapped in this recording right now, and I was dancing at the time I recorded it. I'm not dancing at the time you were dancing, but you were dancing at that time, and it happened, so boom. Time. But I don't want to get into that stupid uh, stuff. That's, you know, metaphysical, um, not helpful stuff when you're dealing with real-life problems. Um, the time I... I'm talking about is that relative time that you're experiencing that you, for some reason, feel is not enough, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I, 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 I just gotta keep going, I gotta keep going. It's not enough. I don't not enough time." Um, and I think that just poisoned me, man. I think it just really broke me down over time, and just came like this terrible. Cyclone I put myself through, and I didn't, um, and when I think about it, it's, it's so sad, because I, th- I didn't have any idea that I was so lost, you know, I was so broken at the time, you know, until it got to the point where it's like, oh, you're fucking broken, but, you know, leading up to that, it just, it just was like, oh, that's how it is, um, and in some senses, it, that is how it is. And I think we need to accept a lot of how it is type of situations so that we can deal with it, move past it, move, uh, move on to something that's actually going to be helpful and constructive instead of, instead of um, unhelpful and destructive. Um, so I was talking to a buddy about this, um, about... Um, again, kind of our animalistic nature, um, and, and what it means to kind of deal with those emotions and, and those memories that you have that are traumatic, that you, um, that will cause you problems in your everyday life. The ones that, um, you know, some, maybe somebody will have some sort of mannerism that an ex had, um, or, you know, does something certain way and it just, it'll send a trigger off. Um, you know, in the alcoholic world, that's, you know, we're very familiar with triggers. Um, so 
yeah, it'll set so- set off something and it'll bring up, you know, this bad memory you have, or not bad memory, it's a memory that you have that has been assigned, uh, has been written in a negative way into your memory, right? Because there is no necessarily good or bad, it's how it affected you. So it's written into your memory as something that hurt you and affected you negatively. That's going to be very prevalent in your everyday life because we are naturally designed as, you know, biological earth beings to run from pain as it is um, something that warns us, um, you know, against trouble or against um, uh, sickness, against, um, you know, so that tell, it's, just, it's a warning signal, right, to tell you that something is wrong. That's why we feel pain. Our brain does this too because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental, it's a, it's a physical, you know, piece of equipment. So it, it does this too. And it has um, the memories that you store in there. They get written in the connotation of the emotions you were feeling at that time. So when your memory gets brought up and you have that negative connotation, it's going to bring up that negative feeling and it's going to bring you down in your active day, and it's going to affect you in ways that. Are, are you're going to say are not affecting others, but they are because your general aura and general disposition affects everybody around you, trust me, everybody. Um, so if you take that, that terrible memory um, and if you're able to, if, you're, if you allow yourself to open that up and be vulnerable again, dig into it and... Not change the pain you feel from it, but accept the pain you feel from it and understand where that pain came from. Those are the two key factors for me that have helped me um, move forward with uh, uh, so much. Um, Excuse me. But those are the two that really um, have helped me get past a lot of things that were holding me back in the past. Um, and I, I, I think once basically you do that, you can understand where that pain comes from, understand why you felt that pain, then that memory no longer has that negative connotation. If you can understand where it came from and understand why it made you feel that way, then it is no longer bad. It is, um, it is now something that you can take. It is now good. I, I can learn from that experience. It is now something that I understand how that happened. Here's how I won't let that happen again. Here's the steps I took to get there, and these are the steps I need to look out for moving forward. Um, and so once you do that, you can, your brain naturally kind of re, rewrites it with that uh, positive connotation on that memory. And then it just goes and gets stored in the databank get stored on the on the hard drive and um and um yeah i mean there's a lot of probably memories you don't can't actively access but when somebody brings up something and you think about it you're like oh my god that was so much fun like well you know think about those like those those are the times that you don't actively write think about most of the time like a lot of times like oh fuck you know brenda pissed me off today she was talking some shit like I know she was just joking, but I'm not in a good mood. It pissed me off, you know, things like that. So, so, so silly. But, um, you know, those just little, little things kind of are, are, you know, 
they make good examples for those big things because you can extrapolate it to those huge, you know, things that are affecting you really negatively um, in ways that are subconscious to you, um, even unconsciously affecting you, all that stuff, man. It's like all adding to everyone's mental health. Um, so I, I, it just goes into that. I go into that advocation of, of taking that time to just sit there and feel your emotion, right? Feel happy, feel, feel it when you feel sad, feel it when you feel excited, feel it when you feel complacent, feel it when you're tired, just sit in the feeling. Don't run away from it. You need to understand how your processor is working. There is a lot of underlying factors that are going on to the way you feel that are not apparent to you right away. How are you going to tap into this? By paying attention, right? You just kind of focus. You tune into your body. You take inventory, right? Um, you make sure that the, the good feeling that you have is carrying over um, and you figure out why it's not if it isn't. Those are the kind of things that you need to take seriously. Um, why, you know, you go to the gym every other day. You know, you take care, take care of your body that way. Why is nobody taking care of their brain? And actively looking into their psyche and, and going into um, something that can help benefit not only themselves, but really everyone that they interact with is going to have a more pleasant experience. Ask anyone that knows me. I mean, I wasn't a terrible uh, person before. I was actually a relatively nice person, drunk. But it was just annoying. And my close, close friends will tell you, he's just like, fuck, dude, you're so much m more... It was so much nicer to be around, um, you know, for that reason, because I'm not just drunk all the time. I'm just more confident in myself, so I'm, it could take a joke better, um, you know, with things like that. So it's like, it, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing um, that I'm working with now. But it's because I put in that work at the beginning of my recovery and um, in my sobriety. I, I just restructured the way I allowed myself to remember things and um, went into the things I had let control me, which were those memories of, and that were causing me fear and, and pain and all of that. I, I, I went in there and I addressed them head on. I just took it full steam. No, no hold, no holding back. I was sick of, of sick of holding back and not allowing myself to express and be who I am. And it just, I was like, you know what? I owe it to myself to be myself. It's very simple. For me, um, and and when it when I when that clicked for me, I mean, it was very easy to to just walk away from alcohol. I mean, it was it was I would say after about two weeks, I was pretty certain I was never going to drink again. Um, and it's because a lot of things happened for the good during that time, and I put in the work, and I gave it a I gave it a chance, and I and I just. I believed in myself for once. Um, at the at the worst time, I could have believed in myself. When I had really nothing, I I gave myself a chance then, and um, it's paying off. And so, you know, these are just little things, obviously, that I'm you know picked up kind of along the way. Um, and that's how you deal with that that kind of stuff. And I think like that mentality for me, um, I have extrapolated that myself over 
numerous aspects of my life and has really taken down a lot of anxiety and angst that I have. Um, and I think it's twofold, and I think that in that twofold, it's exponential. I think one reason is because I'm taking that time to, you know, restructure, um, restructure how, like, actively doing it. Um, but then that also gives me um, confidence because I, I am able to, like, analyze something, successfully look at it and be like, okay, so this is why I'm mad. And then that, that weird anxiety that I would have of not, like, oh, why am I fucking, oh, I'm so mad, but I don't know. That's gone. It's like, oh, okay. Why don't I, why, why didn't I ever just look at my, why was I so afraid of it before? But now I'm not, I'm not afraid of my pain. I can look at it and be like, well, obviously something is affecting me because it's causing me this pain. So I can look at it. And it's a crazy space to be in for me because, like I said, I have never been like that in my entire life. And it's really, I mean, like I said, after about two weeks, I knew I was never, never going to drink again. And then I would say probably about a month or so in, I knew I was in the right place and really doing the right thing and kicking some ass at, um, at rehab. So, um, yeah. Um, that, that time, um, aspect that, that really, for some reason would fuck me up for a lot, for a lot of time. And I didn't even realize it was fucking me up until it stopped fucking me up. And I, and I began to sit down and, and be able to just breathe and, you know, take a second to, to just be there and, and being present, um, which I've talked about ad nauseum now, but it's, it's so important for me. Um, I have to constantly remind myself, um, I have to be, you know, I have to be tough on myself sometimes. Sometimes I want to, um, you know, just kind of veg out for an extended period of time. You know, it's fun to veg out, play some video games, whatever on the weekend. It's cool, but you got to earn that, you know, you got to earn that, um, that time. And you, and and you can do that for yourself and and you set yourself little goals. Like, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to eat really good this week. Um, you know, f- five days in a row, I'm going to I'm going to set this course. And then on Saturday, we're going to have a barbecue. And I'm going to have some hamburgers and some french fries. And, you know, it's going to be fun. We're going to be balling. And then somebody is going to get some ice cream probably. And a jump house too again. Um, <laughs> so... I mean, you could, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to give yourself this, like, reward system, right? And um, we as alcoholics and addicts did it in, in the negative way. We developed a reward system for uh, self-destructive behavior, for shit that's very bad for us health-wise. And we rewarded ourselves for that by continuing to do it. Um, so I just, I kind of caught that, caught that side of myself really early and realized that was happening and I changed that quickly, um, or at least curbed it and kind of, uh, redirected it to little things. Um, like when I first got sober, right. So you'd go to class. So it was like uh, five, six hour day for the first week. Um, 
and then yeah they kind of let you loose um and i didn't have my car at the time and so i was either taking uber or bart and it was just a hassle to like get home right um after the class and then go to a meeting later so i would just go to class and then i would just walk all throughout oakland <laughs> i just go all over and do all kinds of meetings there was days I was going like four, five times a day, but I needed to do that because um, when I needed to to just not go home, that would have caused me a lot of grief, just going home and being by myself there. And um, yeah, just kind of, it gave me something to do, I guess, um, and would give me little goals to be like, oh, this, this meeting's over here, let me go walk there. And be like, oh, it's like... It's like a mile and a half away, man. Uh, let's just go do it. What else are you going to do? So I would go walk, you know, just walk, walk, walk. Think, listen to music, listen to podcasts, um, and just kind of be with myself. I think that also added to the fact that I could, like, I could, I could be on my own because I was spending so much time in rehab with these other people and talking and a, a bunch and in meetings with other people. And the connectivity and the, and the social aspect of that is wonderful. But I'm also the kind of person that needs to just chill out on my own for a bit. And I was able to do that by walking and just throwing in my headphones and not worrying about nothing um, for that time. So it became, I guess, a, um, a little bit of a, my escape um, route, you know, the, the new drug. But in that case, it was healthy, right? I was able to put in, um, I was putting in like Fourteen, fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand steps a day. Um, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot going on, uh, back and forth, all over Oakland. Um, but um, it, it just kind of gave me something to do with my time, and became kind of, you know, my goals for stuff. I would go, all right, you know, I'm going to that one. I'm going to this one. I'm going to that one. And I would go out, and I would walk and do it, and I would go to all the meetings, and I would do it. At the end of the day, I was like, I did everything. And I would be tired because I walked so much, and I thought so much. So, like, my brain was tired and my body was tired. Perfect recipe for sleep. So, um, and I allowed myself, you know, to get vulnerable, and, and I spent that those times thinking and mulling things over and grinding, doing those things with my those memories I, I just was, I was mentioning earlier and just processing them and rewriting them and, Changing, you know, color correcting those those memories, um, because really that's you know they were just captured in a bad spot. So I remember them in a bad spot, and you know I think I owe it to my my memories to uh, look at them in as positive way as I possibly can. Um, and what I mean by that is not like finding the good in everything. I mean like there's a lot of lessons to be learned in failure, um, you know, so that aspect there is, you know, golden to me, so, um, I learned how to do that, and, you know, time seemed to be less of an issue for me, because I was, I was happy with what I was doing with the time I had, actually, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing with that time, so I don't feel like at the end of the day, like, I wasted it, I don't feel like tomorrow's gonna be another painful waste, I feel like tomorrow's going to be another great day, just like I had today. And, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's an active thing. You have to work at it. You have to be able to first accept that you could just be happy and two, realize what what is actually causing you to feel the negative and address that. Go go full steam into that. Um, you know, emphasize and highlight the things you, you like about life and, the, and doing things with your friends, whatever. But focus on those things that bring you that, that immediate pain because it's probably going to help affect, it's probably going to help you in your everyday life with your interactions with everyone else and all that jazz. So, yeah. Um, anyways. Um, yeah. So time, it's... Um, it doesn't, it's, it's, you think it's coming to an end, but it's really not. I mean, time is relative anyways, so, I mean, what really matters is the time you have and what you do with it, right? It, what really matters is what you do with the time that you're given, not even how much time it is. What you do with the time you're given. Well, I think Mewtwo said it best. Um, uh, what did he say? He said, I realize that the circumstances of one's birth are relevant, but it's what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. That may be a perfect quote. Probably not. But, I mean, it's very true. I mean, when you look at it at time like that, too, it's like, it doesn't matter how much time you have. It doesn't matter how much time you're given. Because that's, it's truly irrelevant. It's, it's it again, like it goes back to what I was saying, it's, it's a moment before, you know, so it's, it's relative. It can be, it could be a time, time could be a, a septisecond. Time can be, time can be 13 billion years, you know, there's, it's all relative. It doesn't matter how much time you have, just do the best with what you have. Which is, every, which is that exact moment. That's all you have. Just a moment at hand. What's happening right now? And what are you doing about it? That's what you have. So use it. And benefit yourself too. Help yourself. Help yourself help others. That's all this really is. Anyways. I think that's uh, enough from me. This felt like a... This was good. This was good. Got the new mic set up, new studio set up. Um, so I think, you know, giving me some little puzzles. Feeling real uh, uh, good. Yeah. Uh, no, but for real, I got this chaotic ball. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, K-A-O-T-I-C-A. Goes around the microphone. Um, looks funny. Works brilliantly. Um, so, yeah. Um, just some thoughts. Like I said, on time. Um, yeah. Well, once again, happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Um, once again, I am Josh. And once again, this has been another episode of Alcoholics Unanimous. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye.